Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord today. Would you say this with me? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Just say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Today I want to impart the truth of the power of the indwelling Christ, Christ dwelling inside of us. And uh, my goal with this message today is that you and I will tap into the life-giving, mind-renewing, limitation-breaking power of Jesus. I'm asking the Lord that all self-imposed limits within you and me would bow their knee to God who knows no limitation. And in what you are to become in and through his divine capacity dwelling within you. How many of you say, okay, that's a good goal? Does that work? This is such a, such a sweet and precious time. It's like, I'm just, you know, I didn't know. Look, I, I prepare, you know, but I didn't know that the Lord would just come and hug everybody. Yeah, this, is, this is in his heart, you know, just to come and just love us, love us, to redefine who we are to him just by the intimacy and the feeling of being cherished and overcome and, and loved. And, and it's an amazing thing that when he's, his presence manifests just what can happen inside of us. It's really, truly amazing. It's like a divine breath that we're made to receive and it comes inside of us and we can live and, and, and respond to God in a way that we couldn't before. You know, something's truly, truly amazing about him. And uh, Paul, Paul threw this idea out here. He, he, he actually, let me, I'm gonna, it's not a, there, but I want to read this to you. Colossians 1 verse 24 through 28 says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. Paul is just very interesting. I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. Who is this guy? I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body that is the church. Now, I always used to go, ooh, what is that? How much how about you? Ooh, what the heck? What is he talking about? What is lack? What's lacking in the gap of sufferings between the present reach of the gospel? Basically, here's it is. The present reach of the gospel between that and the suffering necessary to establish a gospel presence among the Gentiles. There's like where we are now, what Jesus did, and what Paul has to go through the filling up of the gap, the answer is this, is that he's, by carrying the gospel message all the way to the heart of Rome, what he's going to go through, that's the filling up of the, of the afflictions. And it, he says, to his, for his body, the church, of which I became a minister, according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. Now, listen to this. For the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. Paul is saying, I've been given the mystery, the stewardship of the mystery. Uh, this is, there's a mystery here. And I'm, I'm, it's God called me to make it known. And it says, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches and the glory of this mystery. And this is the mystery. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then he steps into this moment. He says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. So I'm going to camp and focus right here. Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the 
By the way, the Greek word for Christ is the word anointed or anointed one or anointing. Christ, anointing. The anointing, we're taught in the Old Testament, has ability to destroy yokes. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. We see this manifested all through his ministry. In fact, you don't really hear much about the devil until Jesus shows up on the scene. And then they start crying out, why are you, why are you here before our time? They know they're going to be judged forever. So Jesus, the anointed one, Messiah is the Hebrew term, but Christ is the Greek term, anointed one. So when the Christ, the anointed one, is inside of you, there is a breakthrough ability inside of you. Hallelujah. The anointed one is in you, and he gives breakthrough. Anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Also, everybody say, anointing teaches you. So Christ in you, the next slide, is the anointing in you that breaks you through and teaches you. That's a great thing to know. Christ in you. Okay, 1 John 2, 27, but the anointing that you have received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you. But his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie. And just as it has taught you, abide in him. Now he's saying this anointing is Jesus Christ in you and all that he is is available inside of you. So he's going to teach you. He's going to teach you. And this is kind of flashback to an Old Testament passage, Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. I'll give you a new heart, a new spirit I'll put within you. I'll remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. He's saying this anointing that comes inside of you will cause something to happen. He's going to cause you to know what you didn't know. And this Christ in you is not for the world. He says it's to the saints. This is the thing. When you come in to Christ, by believing in him, he makes a deposit of himself in you. He wants you to now be taught. And you don't need anybody to teach you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to write in you. I'm going to cause you to walk in my ways. I'm going to do this. Everybody say, yay. So when you're anointed... By Christ, when you're the Christ, the anointing was in you. You don't need to wonder if you should steal that candy bar off the counter. You don't need anybody to teach you. The Holy Spirit's going, no, 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 no. You don't take that. You don't have to, when you have Christ in you, you don't have to wonder, should I touch this person inappropriately? No, the Word, the, the living God is inside of you. Christ, the anointed one, is teaching you what to do. You don't have to wonder, should I cheat in my financial matters? No, you don't do that. Christ is in you, teaching you. You don't have to wonder, should I, you know, what you should view on the internet, what you should view on television. Christ is in you. The anointing teaches you. So God's Spirit will cause you to walk in His ways. And the anointing teaches you about everything that is true and is not a lie. Now this next scripture, I want to add a little bit to the Christ in you concept. Is this 1 Corinthians 4, 7. I love this scripture. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And so when you stand in front of the mirror... And you see that earthen vessel. You say, I'm just a clay jar full of Jesus. I may have wrinkles, but I'm spotless in his sight. I'm his. The, I'm, uh, there's a treasure inside of me. 
is a treasure. The treasure, the Greek word for treasure, is a place in which good and precious things are collected and laid up. The treasure says, I'm in this clay jar, this earthen vessel, I have a treasure. There's a treasure inside. The Greek word for excellence means beyond all measure. How about that? Well, so, and the word for power, the word for power is the inherent power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature, which it exerts. This, this, this word power is where we get this, the word dynamite. It's dunamis. It's where we actually get our word dynamite. It has this inherent power. You can light it and it explodes. There's explosive power in Christ Jesus for us available. How many of you had times where you cried out and suddenly something goes off in the Holy Spirit and it's, everything's changed? He's like he lit the stick and something shifted because he is power in this. You have this power in this earthen vessel. And then it even says that in uh, John 33, 34 that it says, Whom he, God, sent utters the words of God. He says, For he gives his power without measure. So here's, what I, here's how I put it together. Christ in you is the treasure beyond measure. The power of the power to succeed in your hour of need. The power to succeed. There's a power. There's a beyond all measure. This Christ in you is the treasure beyond measure. Now, this is how Paul, knowing this, this is just just listen and kind of lean in, and then we'll get to all the other stuff in a second. But this is another way he puts it in Ephesians 4:17. He says, "With the Lord's authority, I say to you." Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they're hopelessly confused. See, they don't have the anointing on the inside. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives us, gives because they're closed their minds and harden their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Christ and learned the truth that comes from him, throw off all the sinful nature of your former life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit redo your thoughts and attitudes and put on the new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So this is a, you know, basically it's this. It's okay, look, all that other stuff I just said, get rid of, it wasn't doing you very good anyway. It wasn't helping you out. How many of you benefited by your deceitful lust? You were deceived. How about that? How many of you like really got a lot out of cheating on people? No. Your heart, your, your own, there's a shamefulness to all of that. And the Lord comes and literally lifts that off of us when we come under his healing grace. He lifts all the, 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 the things we've done wrong. He just lifts them up. He says, now stay in that renewed state of mind in his presence. Let's just thank him right now. You're not the same you were two years ago. You're not the same you were last year. You've been coming along. You're, you're being transformed from glory to glory by looking upon the Lord. And by the way, what I'm saying right now, everybody say this, I have a Christian worldview. You know what a Christian worldview is? It's seeing the world through Jesus' eyes. It's seeing the world through how he values people. It's seeing the world, listen, even when somebody is a despicable, horrible person, We've said this a hundred times. It's like a hundred dollar bill and it's all ground with grease and dirt and probably got poop on it, but it's still a hundred bucks. 
And everybody is intrinsically valuable to Jesus. Everybody. It doesn't matter how far they've gone. It's a, it's a hassle because his heart is broken with the fact that the people are hurting people and oppressing people. And he came to free us from all that. And that's a Christian worldview. He just rejoices over the fact that he loves the fact that you're free. For freedom, Christ has set you free. So you have the choice to walk with him. Hallelujah. That's what he's about. So Paul put it, he's just a genius, Paul. He says, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is a Christian worldview. That's how we're supposed to be. So now we're looking at, that's the first part. Okay, so we're saying Christ in us. Christ in us is a, is a, is a, a way to see, is a way to live. It's a, it's a power of God inside. It's a treasure inside. It's the power to change. It's the power to be taught. It's all those things. Okay. Now what about the second part? What is the hope of glory? What does Paul mean by hope of glory? And this, uh, the hope, uh, the, just the idea of hope is a preferred picture, a preferred picture of the future. Right? Is there hope? Is there hope? Is there a preferred picture where what's going on right now is not going to be happening, but, but something better is going to be happening? And uh, one definition of glory, uh, I have it on the slide, that, over, that eternal and glorious condition of blessedness that is appointed and promised to those who are his own. That's one definition of it. So we can look at this Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory could be that place of blessedness in forever. That place of in eternity. So we say, well, could the, could the hope of glory be you and I are in the multitudes of the saints and angels and people from every tribe and every tongue and every, every, every people group and are worshiping the Lamb of God who's taken away the sins of the world? Is that the hope of glory? I think so. I think that's part of it. I think the hope of glory is it about the indwelling, the dwelling with the Father and the Son, and He comes and He wipes away all your tears. Yes, for death is no more, and mourning and sadness and, and pain are all gone. I think that's the hope of glory, too. I think the hope of glory is us being in the eternal city where there's no sun and there's no moon. How about it? Ever think of that stuff where the light comes from the Father and the, Jesus, the Lamb is the lamp? I think of this. Sometimes the hope of glory is just the fact that you could walk in that city by the river of life that flows from the throne of God right down the middle of the street in the city. That's the hope of glory. The hope of glory is that we have a place beyond here. In Ephesians it says it this way, the hope of glory. It says the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Is that it? I think it's all those things. Don't you? I think that we have something to look forward to. But uh, Paul says this, this way. I love Paul's attitude. 1 Corinthians 15, 19. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people, to most, uh, we are of all people most to be pitied. He's saying we got to have that. we got to have that. You and I, sometimes it can be so bad in life that that's the only hope of glory you have. This is not going to be here forever. That's going to be forever. We're not going to be in this all the time. That's going to be all the time. This is, not, this is short-lived. That's long-lived. That's forever and ever and ever. I'm going to be loved like I can't even imagine. 
Be all the wonders and the glory of being in the Lord. That's going, to be, that's going to be it. Everybody say, hope of glory. And then we say, well, gee, did... Uh, so that's Paul. Paul's talking. He said, did he, did he experience any of the hope of glory on earth? This is a good question because there could be another aspect of it because what if what's in heaven is supposed to come down and invade you and me? I think that's a level of the hope of glory we'll get to. But Paul in Acts 20, verse 7 through 11 says on the first day of the week we gathered with the local believers see Paul experienced the hope of glory he said on the first day of the week we gathered with the local believers to share the Lord's Supper and Paul was preaching to them and since he was leaving the next day he kept talking until midnight now Luke is writing this the upstairs room where we met was lighted with many flickering lamps. And as Paul spoke on and on, <laughs> Luke's going, good night, get to communion. As he spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, sitting on the windowsill, became very drowsy. Finally, he fell sound asleep, and he dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over him, took him to his arms, said, don't worry, he's alive. And then they all went back upstairs and shared the Lord's Supper and ate together. And Paul continued talking to them until dawn. And then he left. And this is what Paul was thinking when he went down those stairs. This, if he was from the deep south, he'd have said, I'll tell you what's not going to happen. I'll tell you what's not going to happen. Nobody's going to die with me preaching the life-giving message of Jesus. I'm going to tell you that's not going to happen. He's walking down. I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're going to have him come to, back to life, and we're going to go back upstairs. I'm telling you what's going to happen. He's going to be an illustration of communion today. <laughs> so he's dead as a doornail. Three, my God, three floors. He's gone. Paul goes down. So Paul had in him the hope of glory, the treasure beyond measure, the power to succeed in the hour of need. He had it too. So how, do we, how does this manifest in us? Here's the point to me. Part of this is all about this. The reality is if there's joy in heaven, anybody believe there's some joy in heaven? Then... There's the breaking off the, of depression and the release of joy in you, the hope of glory. If there is love in heaven, then there's the casting out of rejection in you and the release of love in you. That's the hope of glory. If there is peace in heaven, then there's the subduing of torment in you and the release of peace in your life. Everybody say, praise the Lord. If there's health in heaven, then there's the overthrowing of sickness and the release of wholeness in you. The hope of glory is the release of everything that's in glory coming into our personal lives today. In Christ, this is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And this hope comes by way of a seed because hope giving 
seed goes into your spirit. This is kind of when you say Christ in you. We've received Christ by faith, right? So that's like the, he's the seed. He goes inside. John 3, 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. The new, uh, the international version says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. So when God whispers something into you, a seed goes inside of you. It's a seed. Everybody say, thank you for the seeds that go in. A seed of promise. Second Corinthians 4.13 says, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so also we speak. So here's how it works. You don't speak it first. You receive it down in your spirit first and you believe it first. The spirit of faith operates by something that he's, you've sought him and he puts a promise in you. He puts something in you and then you speak it. And then you protect it. And you nurture it. And you praise God for it. And you water it. And you keep a, and create a good condition in your heart for it. And that little seed is down in there going. Now don't let the devil pluck me out. Because I'm really going to bless you. Don't let the trial take me. Because I'm going to come and I'm going to pop forth and I'm going to bring fruitful stuff from God into your life. Don't let the trial, don't let the weeds talk you into getting me all choked out. Keep me safe because I'm going to produce what God wants to produce in your life. Speak to me. Water me with yes. Yes, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Water me on the inside. Keep me going. Don't look at what's going on around you. I'm still in seed. I haven't popped forth yet. But very soon, I'm going to break forth. I'm going to pop in, and then I'm going to come out and say, Here I am! And the fruitfulness of what you're believing for will come to pass, but you've got to persevere with the seed. And there's something that happens inside of us. And I think it's a thing in the spirit realm, I think it's a thing called momentum. A momentum comes from the seed, and the hope of glory rises up. So here's another slide. Another definition of glory, the word doxa in the New Testament, is having a good opinion of someone, resulting in praise and honor. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? The word glory means a good opinion. The word glory means a good opinion that results in praise and honor. Think of that for a minute. A good opinion resulting in honor. So the hope of glory is the seed of a good opinion growing inside of you, resulting in praise and honor. Let that sink in for a minute. The hope of glory is a seed that goes inside of you. And it's God's good opinion that's going to come forth. How many of you have been watching a football team or basketball team and they're several points behind, several touchdowns behind? There's some teams. It's amazing. There's some teams. We're in the fourth quarter. You're three touchdowns behind. And somehow the seed of a good opinion begins to shift the momentum inside of you. You can watch it on the screen. You can see in basketball, but you can see it when suddenly the momentum shifts 
the attitude in that team. In other words, here's, here's the attitude. The good opinion is we're not losers. We're winners. We perform good under pressure. We're going to do this thing. And suddenly the adrenaline kicks in and the good opinion of their mind now brings the, glory, the hope of glory of the victory. That's how it works inside of you too. There's something that's through. I'm not going to have. I'm not losing here. I'm not losing here. I'm not losing here. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. I'm not losing here. And suddenly there's a momentum and the seed begins to manifest inside of you and you begin to begin shift and the momentum changes and you begin to move forward in a place that you don't care what you see. You don't care what the score is. You don't care any of that. You know that you're going to win. That God has an opinion of you and you're not a loser. You can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. I am inside. There's an opinion. It's the hope of glory. It's the hope of glory. Let's praise the Lord for a minute. Hallelujah. you got things right now going on in your life. It doesn't matter if it's chronic. It doesn't matter how long it's been there. God has an opinion, and he's going to sow it in your spirit. And you're going to take care of it, because there's a momentum that changes when you do that. When the seed begins to grow, the hope of glory begins to manifest. The shift begins to happen. You begin to pour your energies into that instead of, oh, woe is me. You begin to say, no, no, no. I don't care how much pain I got to go through. I'm going to get there. And the seed's going, yay. Little seed, yay, you can't imagine what it's going to be like when I'm done with you. We saw that. We saw that in um, the chronic condition of a man that reached out to Jesus. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, and then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him and a, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus. Now, Bartimaeus may have had some other blind friends that were no longer blind. I'm not certain how he heard, but he heard something. Have you ever heard of another person's healing when they were chronically ill for a long time, and then God healed them? Did you know he's no respecter of persons? What about you? So he's sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What did they do? They said, be quiet. Be quiet. I think Paul, in the other story, I think blind Bartimaeus did the same thing. I think in his mind he was thinking, Well, I tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be blind anymore. That's what I'm not going to do. I tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to beg for a living anymore. That's what I'm not going to do. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow Jesus the rest of the days of my life. That's what I'm going to do. And Jesus felt it. He said, hey, bring him over here. Bring him over here. Because he just shouted, son of David, have mercy on me, louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And finally, he called to the blind man, cheer up, come. He's, he's calling for you. 
I know of a person that was praying who was in great emotional pain for about three months and they started crying out to the Lord. You just start crying out to the Lord. And within like about a three months went by, suddenly Heather went in to see the person, Lori went in to see the person, and I went in to see the person. It's amazing. And faith, crying out, crying out, crying out. Miserable over where they were going in life. Miserable about their life. Just miserable. All confused. All this stuff was going on. And we all showed up. And one day, she said, you know, you guys are an answer to prayer. She's been crying out. And then suddenly, the Holy Spirit worked. And all of that began to, that pain began to move away from her heart and begin to step into a newness. And the next time I came in and saw the person, they had gone home and sat with their fiancé and started talking and wept for about an hour. It like broke, broke the dike, broke the dam open, and suddenly all the healing and all the things happened. Why? Because the crying out, nobody around, didn't cry out to anybody but God. Have you ever done that? You cried out and he comes, he sets something up, he begins to set your place, Jesus starts coming by inside of somebody somewhere. That's what's needed today more than ever. That's what's needed now in our culture more than ever. Would you just lift your hands with me and say, Jesus, I'm going to be the person that you can flow through to touch all the hurt around me. That's me. I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have a treasure that is beyond measure. I have the power of Christ inside of me to flow to places of need. I give you praise right now for what you have put inside of me. And right now I receive this hope of glory that your opinion of me would replace any opinion that I have had of myself that is substandard, that is not what you thought I think I am at all. Let's just praise him right now. Let's praise him. Because the Lord wants to, you to cast off like, like, that, like that blind man, cast off that robe. What was that robe? That was, that, that was where he had, the, it was the identi- identity of his begging position. The Lord says, you're moving out of your begging position. You're not going to be begging anymore. You're going to be walking with your eyes wide open with the hope of glory being right inside of you. Let's praise him right now. You are not going to be substandard. You're going to walk in the fullness of Christ in you. You have the treasure beyond measure inside of you. It's not just a flashy word or way to say it. It's the reality that you carry the treasure of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the healer of all human affliction, the the one who breaks through every bondage, every limit. There's a limit uh, that when I started this, I felt like the Lord said, I'm going to release my power 
so that my people will not be hindered by limits that they've had in the past. This is crazy, right? He says, I'm moving to shift you out of the place of limitations, self-imposed limitations. They're coming off right now. Right now, you've heard the word. You know it's born in the spirit. You're saying, I'm believing it and I'm speaking it. And the seed is in there and the shift is happening and the momentum is happening and you're stepping into a brand new place of authority in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm casting off the way it was. Hallelujah. I'm not receiving the chronic opinion of sickness. I'm not receiving it. I declare the word of the Lord inside of me. I speak it. I praise you, Lord, for it. Just go ahead and bless the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Christ in me, you are the hope of glory. The hope of heaven manifesting in my life now. The hope of your peace. The hope of your love. The hope of your healing manifesting in my life today. Jesus even said, pray it like this. Say, Father, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let it come now. Let's, let's praise him. Let's go ahead and praise him. Praise. Sustain some praise for a moment. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you Jesus praise you Lord praise you Lord there's somebody there's a, a, a like a um, like a wrapping around your heart it's unwrapping there's been bruises and stuff and these are self-imposed you've wrapped up your heart to be protected and the Lord says I'm coming for you I'm coming for you and the wrapping your self-protection is coming off and he's coming to heal you Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Let that come off. Let that come off. Be vulnerable right now. Just open to him and be vulnerable to him right now. Just open to him right now because the hope of glory has gone in. The hope of glory has come in. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise him right now. Would you do that? We're just going to take a moment and let the Holy Spirit move upon the areas of our souls where he's waking you up to understand that Christ, the greater one, is inside of you. We're just going to give a little moment here because Father has an opinion. Father God has an opinion. Father God's opinion is greater than the opinion of, the hell, of hell, the opinion of your past, the opinion of your failures. Father God has a greater opinion, and that opinion is a good opinion. It's His glory in your life. He says, I believe that you're going to come forth out of these things. Oh man, we know it. In the, back when I was little, back when I was little, when a, when, a team, when a team came from behind, like we're coming from behind right now. You'd be like a marathon runner coming from behind. You're coming from behind and you're catching up. And the momentum has changed inside of you. And you know, I'm winning now. I'm winning. It doesn't matter what's in front of me. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Nothing, those things, that those hurdles in the way. I'm jumping everyone. I'm not knocking anything down. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm stepping into what God is. says. Here's the, here's the Father's opinion. The Father's opinion is, I've always seen you as a winner. I've always seen you as an overcomer. I've always seen you as a conqueror. This is who you are. You're in my family. You're my daughter. You're my son. You rise up. This is the hope of glory 
And we have said when we were little, said, oh, so-and-so's in his glory. He came from behind and he won that race. He came from behind and won. She came from behind and won. They're in their glory. That's right. They're in the good opinion that they shifted inside of their own mind and said, I'm not losing this race. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. I'm not going to lose. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. I'm not going to lose. I'm not losing. I'm not losing. I'm not losing. I'm winning in Christ's power and authority. He says it's an exceeding and great power. A power beyond measure. It's a treasure inside. It's what I am inside. It's who I am inside. The prophetic flow is going to increase. I just saw it. It's going to increase who you really are. It's going to manifest in a greater way. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord together. Because it's not you. The pressure's not on you. The pressure is not on you. The, the, it's the opinion. It's the opinion of the Father that results in praise. Because he goes, let me tell you about my daughter. I've anointed her to speak into the hearts, the secrets of people's hearts. I've anointed her to do that. And when she does it, I'm glorified. And things kick into play. And I release my kingdom and blessing. Oh, guys, everybody. Lift this, everybody. Lift, the, lift your hands for that. Lift your hands for that. The Lord's saying, I'm releasing inside of you my voice. You're going to speak my opinion over situations. It's the Lord's glory is going to release in situations. And the result is praise. And the result is honor to glorify God. Just to say it again. Thank you, Lord. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. I can hear. I can do. I can respond. I can move. And, I'm not, and I may be coming from behind, but I'm catching up. I'm catching up. I'm catching up, and I'm not going to lose. I, let me tell you what's not going to happen. I'm not going to lose this battle. I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm a victor in Christ Jesus. Let's praise Him, guys. Praise Him. Something is shifting inside. Something is changing inside of you. I think what it is is this. I just think the Lord says, I got an opinion of you, and yours isn't good, but mine is. Get rid of yours and receive my opinion. Because my opinion of you is the hope of glory inside of you. And I will help you go farther than you've ever gone before. Hey, there's things breaking. Uh, today there's things breaking and you know it. It's leaving. It's leaving. That, that deep inner healing that you've needed, the Lord's come after you today. It's happening, isn't it? It's right now. <laughs> it's so much amazing how every single one of us have had things happen to us that caused us to feel fearful I remember I remember deeply opening up my soul to someone to pray for me and I was so afraid I was so afraid that if they knew what I was what had happened to me and what was going on that they would be ashamed of me and it was like a big thing to open up my heart and the Lord's nudge was when you let that out something good is going to come in but you got to let that go 
that's on the way out that's your opinion but my opinion is coming in and my opinion is you don't lose anymore you win all the way through you're helped and blessed and you move it um, I was going to preach or study this out but if you would lift your heads again the father the father is the he's the father of every good and perfect gift and he just flashed in my spirit he's releasing some good and perfect gifts right now today yes just reach up reach up reach up say I'm here Lord their father is good Father's good. There's an anointing of, a, of an unusual anointing of hope. There's a degree, a, a new anointing of faith. There's a, there's a, a release of the gifts. There's an awareness of, of a, a sensitivity to His voice. These are gifts. Just receive them. Just receive them. See, you're like me. You're tired of the world. We live in it, but isn't it, we, we're going to be here for a while. But the hope of glory is coming into our life. In the midst of everything around us. Praise you, Lord. Would you stand now? Just stand before Him. Once again, if you would, just lift your hands again. Say, Daddy, I'm coming into your arms. I'm coming into your grace. The greatest gift of all is the gift of his love to us, toward us in Christ Jesus. That Jesus has come to say, I'm going to take everything that was wrong in your life and I'm putting it on my life. And I'm going to take everything that's right in my life and I'm going to put it on your life. We're going to make a great exchange. And I'm taking all of your past history of all your failings and I'm taking them the Lord revealed to me Thursday night he said this I took all your griefs I took all your griefs to the cross I took all your griefs this is I'm a man of sorrows not one grief was Jesus's grief every single grief was our grief every single sorrow was our sorrow he says I'm taking all your griefs I'm taking all your sorrows everything that's bound you to the past everything that's kept you from the hope of glory and my opinion ruling in your life that's leaving you now that's leaving you now that's leaving you now he says I've got I'm handing you the baton of Jesus and you're gonna run the race with me you're gonna walk with my authority and my power who I am let's praise him just praise him just praise him just praise him hallelujah hallelujah a prophetic people are a people who declare God the Father's opinion on people that you will not lose you will not fail you will not fall you will rise up you will stand free when everything else has gone by the boards, you're going to be there just like Shama. A whole troop of Philistines will be gone. You'll be standing there with your sword in your hand. The anointing came on you, and you protected everything that needed to be protected. Praise you, Lord. Let's just praise Him now. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We receive the good and perfect gifts. We receive the impartation of Jesus Christ. We receive everything that you're pouring into us right now. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. 
we receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Those for praying up front, come on up. We're going to dismiss. We're going to let everybody go. And if you want to come up for more ministry, I would highly invite that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's no one like him. There's no one like him. There's no one like him. Praise you, Jesus. When the Lord starts moving in my spirit and stuff, I want to say this to some of you already. I feel like the Lord's saying, the testimony that I've given you, you have a rich history, a rich history, a rich history of my working in your life. I want you to talk about it. I want you to bring it back up. Amen? Think about it. Let it turn into a flow. Let the history turn into ministry. Everybody, you're dismissed. Love on each other. If you have other prayer, God bless.